You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 209. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 209. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby cake. Hey, baby, baby. You ready to talk to the audience? I am ready. I am so excited to hang out with you today. Me too. Except it's kind of like a sauna in here. It is a little bit fucking hot. I feel like Will Ferrell on that skit where he's uh, all slimy and holding an umbilical cord and he like pops out of a uh, somebody <laughs> else's vajay and he's like, it's hot in here. <laughs> No, you know what he say? He was like, "Yeah, he does." He, it was hot in there. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, man. It was hot in there. So good. <laughs> We're huge Will Ferrell fans. If you have not noticed already, by the way, if you ever want to know where any of our comedy clips that get spliced into the episodes, where they're from, if you go to the show notes page, I always list those for you. Oh, that's so nice. You're of you. welcome. Yeah. Right. 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 Right, right. Well, it's officially the first day of summer. It is. And the, on the day that we're recording this, which is a little bit in advance of when you guys get it. Happy and summer. It is. It's already It's here. rough. There has been, in some of the inland areas of California, it's already been like 118. I know. I Palm mean, Springs was like, I think, 120. That is the devil's weather. That's pretty much like planes the, can't fly at 120. That is, I mean, just, I mean. This is exactly why we need to move to North Carolina. This is so exactly why. One more reason. Well, we have a fantastic topic today that was a listener submission. And I'm kind of beside myself about this because we have never done anything like remotely close to this. I know. We wouldn't have thought of it. We would have never thought of it. So again, this is very, very advantageous for us to hear your listener submissions, which you can find on the show notes page as well, a link to submit your idea if you have one for us. Today, we're going to be talking about how to go about teaching personal development to kids, to your children. To churns. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? But you know that before we dive into this exciting topic, yeah. I have the announcement of all announcements a today. A big announcement. I am so beyond excited about this for a ton of different reasons. You were. You were all giddy before we got onto the pod. I know. I was telling him, I'm like, I cannot wait to talk about this on the podcast. And wait a minute. Do you hear a little something? I, I do. I think I hear a little it's coming something. Coming around the bend. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> free shit's coming around the mountain when it comes. <laughs> Free shit's coming around the mountain when it comes. Free shit's coming around the mountain. That should be our new one. (laughs) I love that. Maybe. Okay. (laughs) Hold that thought. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. I am so excited to announce you are all invited to the Joy Junkie After Hours Club on Facebook. Swanky. a, A private discussion board for 
All Things Podcast. We are going to have tons of opportunity to communicate. We're going to have each week where you can talk about your biggest takeaways from each podcast. You can ask for clarity and ask questions and things like that related to each week's podcast. And then I'm going to do Facebook Lives where I jump in there and talk about all of your questions and answer them and talk about specific examples or elaborate on stuff if things came up for you as you were listening. Because I know that there are times when you listen to the podcast and you're like, yeah, but what about if my mom does this? Or what about if I tried that and here's the response I got? This will be your opportunity to get some real feedback. And I get to really connect with you. That's cool. Because with podcast, I feel like we just kind of we throw it out into the ether, and because of the way podcasts work, there's not a really great way for us to converse or chat or talk or connect. Right. This will be a perfect opportunity to do that. We're also going to have warm, fuzzy Wednesdays. Warm, fuzzy Wednesdays? Yes. I didn't even know about that. You're gonna ha- I know. That was pure shock. Wow. But I was thinking... If they come join the club, which is again totally free, you don't even have you don't have to opt in or anything like that. You just go to the page, which you can find at thejoyjunkie.com/club. It will redirect you to the Facebook group, so you know nice. exactly where to go. But I was thinking we we could do bust out like a banjo or something and do free shit coming around. <laughs> in the oh, fa- are you gonna play the banjo in the Facebook? Oh, can you imagine? We need to knock a tooth out first. I feel like someone in your family has a banjo. <laughs> You don't know how right you are. <laughs> this is kind of like. They might have a few. Yeah, several. Um, do you remember Breaking Bad? Yeah. That show? Of course. They did Talking Bad. Yes. This is your version of that. That's exactly right. It's like the after hours debrief. Mm. Let's look at the real life. Talking junkie. That's right. Talking yeah. junkie. So again, completely free. We'll be doing Q&A Fridays. I'm also going to have. A couple of cameos, potentially, from Mr. Smith. Oh, from me? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. I might be showing up once in a while. He's going to be our VIP celebrity sighting. celebrity. (laughs) But you you might- We've sunken pretty low. We are. We have. But there might be some behind the scenes where you get to see how we film, uh, or uh, not not film, how we record our podcast. I was going to say, I'm pretty much naked. Not today because we're barely clothed because it's the devil's weather. (laughs) Also, we're going to have coupon codes where people who are a part of the After Hours Club will have special offers that are not available to anybody else except the club members. Nice. And I'm also creating a resources vault, so essentially a library where you can find all the free shit that we have done. So you don't have to go, wait, where was that one podcast and what episode was that? There will be all there. really easy ways for you to nice. navigate various topics that you're interested in and all of that. Plus, you get the camaraderie. It, it's just going to be really, really exciting. We might do a little whiskey wisdom. I don't know. Sky's the limit. Camaraderie. We're it's defi- all about the camaraderie. It's about the camaraderie. And we're also going to have opportunity for them to tell us what they would rather instead of mm, having to go to Instagram. That's a great idea. They can find the weekly thread and talk about that. So again, if you're interested, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, all up in the club, and join us over at the Joy Junkie After Hours Club on Facebook. I'm so excited. Should have a martini while I'm there. We will definitely be having (laughs) 
some <laughs> drink parties for sure. But wanted to make sure everybody heard about that before we jump into our topic for today. But let's pass the mic over to you for just a quick minute. Oh, wow. We have time for a would you rather. Okay. Uh, just off the top of my head here. Um, oh, yeah. We got to do the intro. Would you rather? There it is. There's the intro. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your future at any time you wanted hmm. or into the future of anyone but yourself? Whoa. Oh, okay. I need to, this is a lot to process. Think it through. Think it through. Well, because I'm starting to think like, when would I want to really know somebody's behavior? What? I don't know. Would it maybe? Well, anyone's. Any? Like it could be Hillary Clinton. It, it okay. could be, uh, you know, anybody alive. Huh. Or, or my own future. Or just your own. I don't know if I ever want to know my own. I think ten minutes, like what you're going to be doing in ten minutes, it's really not. It's that not hard. that exciting. If it was a year in the future for either one of them, that would be the stakes would be higher. What if you went ten minutes into your future and it was just darkness? Oh shit! Oh, well then the pod be over. Sure would. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would still choose other people. I feel like I could do greater good. By I because then I could maybe be a superhero. Like for instance, if if I oh. saw into somebody's future and there was like a baby about to like roll into the middle of the street, don't go to El Torito. You're not going to get a table. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of crime I want to fight. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it's karaoke night. Don't go. Well, what would you? <laughs> that is no joke. What What would you pick? I would pick my own. You would? I you would. would want to see into your own future? I think so. It, it, it would be a great business, though, if you could be like, I can tell you what's going to happen in 10 minutes for 100 bucks. Right. Right? That'd be a great business. But I mean, you're all do-gooder, and I'm capitalizing it, but. Well. Anyway. That's because I have What so, about you guys? What I have you so think? much integrity. Yeah. Go on Facebook and tell us. Thank you, Mr. Smith. You didn't even have to be cued. I'm cueless. <laughs> you're so great. <laughs> Yeah, so this week, and you can certainly find me on Instagram and tell me the same thing as I usually tell you guys to find me on Insta under the handle at the Joy Junkie. But this week, you can go to After Hours Club and tell us what you would rather, and we can all converse about it. Joy Junkie, After Hours. No, it doesn't. No. Oh, not like that. I don't want it to be like that. You don't want it to be like Like, Playboy Channel? No. Oh, oh my God. Let's jump into Let's some fucking it. content. We've been fucking around way too long. Way too long. This came from a listener submission. And if you did not know that, you can anyone can submit a show topic as long as it's applicable and you're not an ass. And <laughs> I will definitely read it and check it out. And a lot of our topics come from listener submissions. You can find that on the show notes page for this episode. You can also find the link to the Facebook group, the new brand new Facebook club in the show notes as well. But this is what this particular listener wrote. Hi, Amy and Mr. Smith. For those of us listeners that do have kids, how do we teach these golden nuggets to them? I grew up with an authoritative narcissistic father and a boundaryless 
people-pleasing mother. I really want to teach my son how to stand up for himself. As a kid, you're supposed to follow the rules and do what's asked without any questioning. But how do you teach obedience with discernment about manipulation? I only just learned this at age 30. And now at 32, I'm still recovering and trying every day to navigate the mind fuckery I went through with my emotionally abusive ex. Side note, if I could thank you in person for your ideas, podcast free shit, all of it, I might cry. I was well on the road by myself and my 3,957 self-help books, but your podcast (laughs) to and from work have kept me afloat. And Mr. Smith is so supportive of you. Love you guys. That's because we're free of mind fuckery. (laughs) We are. This is a mind fuckery free zone. (laughs) Mind fuckery free. (laughs) Mind fuckery free. That's going to be fancy. So this girl, you know what she gets? What does she get? A A warm warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! Absolutely. And why wouldn't she? Of course she's going to get a warm fuzzy. Are you kidding me? Not only does she say how much the pot has been for her, been instrumental for her, but she's also giving us an incredible topic for today. Like mind fuckery free. Like that. Plus the fuckery part is just fantastic. That's amazing. Here are seven different things that I want to talk about. You know, I like seven. You, you know, I like All bullet right. points and step by it. step. First thing that I really want to underline is that kids understand far more than what we give them credit for. We think that we can just kind of sub- like dismiss them and oh whatever and you don't get it and we'd really talk down to them in a lot of ways when they are far more capable of understanding what's going on that's true in fact i'm gonna throw a link in the show notes for today of an episode that they did on the jimmy kimmel show a little segment that they did where it was right around the time when Supreme Court was deciding on gay marriage and they were out on the street and they were asking little children if they understood gay marriage. Do you understand what it is? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in marriage? What do you what do you think? It is mind-blowing. That's pretty fun. How much they get it and how it's such a non-issue. Now Whatever you feel about gay marriage or whatever your political fit, none of that really matters. What I'm trying to emphasize is kids are very able to understand things that we might think are very complex. Conversely, I experience the dismantling of the shit that all of you all went through as children. Yeah. I cannot tell you. If, that I have ever worked with a client or a student where we have not addressed parent issues. Oh, for sure. Shit that happened to us as kids. It's not often even teenager or college age adult relationships with our parents. It's the shit that happened to us when we were little kids. When our software was being programmed. That's right. Yeah. Our formative years. That's the shit that now in our 30s, 40s, 50s, we have to untangle. Give your children a shit ton of credit because they are far more capable than you might think. That's the first thing I wanted to throw, throw out to you. And I also wanted you to take a minute to reflect on your own childhood. It's likely that if you think back to your own experiences, you remember things when you're five, six, seven, like 
fairly young, sure. things that happened at school. That being said, it is not too early. It's never too early to start teaching some of these principles that you would have loved to have learned. Yeah, right. When you were their age. And I'm going to share you a, with you a couple of things that my father did in particular that I think have been massively instrumental in how I process and and the way in which I deal with emotions and the role that personal development came into my life and why it was so easy for me to kind of grasp and implement based off of what he had done with me. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Ooh. The second point that I wanted to make is all around emotions. So I want you to start really noticing, teaching, and fostering anything related to emotions, whether it is something you would deem positive or negative. One of the most damaging things that I think happens to children is being punished for how they feel, punished for an emotional response. Mm -hmm. That is one of the most detrimental things that follows us into our lives, into the future, because we are shut down from a very early age about crying, being angry, being upset, being worried. And then we learn that those things are unsafe. And then we build up all these walls and we start creating these defense mechanisms and don't learn how to be emotionally intelligent and emotionally resilient. And that is why we have a really tough time dealing with guilt. That's why we have a tough time dealing with fear. Because from an early age, many of us were told, you don't cry in public. You know, you don't, oh, don't break down. If you're going to do that, go in your room. We're punished for feeling mm-hmm. or okay. we're told not to feel a specific way. So if a child's crying and breaking down about something that has happened and the parent says, no, don't feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. The message there, albeit subconscious, is don't feel what you feel. What you feel is wrong. You're not doing emotions right. What you can do is to teach them about feelings and emotions and not approach them from a good and a bad. All emotions are good. They just feel different. And emotions are just messaging. In fact, we're going to talk about that a lot next week when we talk about guilt in particular But if you can start educating kids on the idea that emotions are just a part of our human process and they're there to give us information and have them feel into it. So when some your child is really anxious, have them describe it. What's going on for you? What what would you call that? How does that feel? Start giving them names for that and not making them wrong for feeling what they feel. Mm -hmm. Now, the addendum to that is to start teaching the difference between feeling and emotion and then the responsibility of our actions. And my third point is around teaching them in terms they understand. So how that would relate to teaching emotions is to say things with anecdotes, metaphors, analogies, 
that they understand. So if they're really into Legos, let's say, and their cousin stole some of their Legos and they got a really strong anger feeling, you might ask, you might use that as a teaching moment about the emotion of anger and what that feels like. And then say the feeling of that is messaging. It's telling you something's not right here. It's just saying, hey, pay attention. And you can use whatever language feels the most applicable for your child or their age. But then you can say, feeling that is never the problem. What you choose to do with it. So for instance, if you're feeling anger, Here's some healthy ways to process that. You can go in your room and scream at the top of your lungs. You can throw it fit on your bed. You can do a ton of jumping jacks. You Whatever you think might be their great go-to release to start channeling anger, right? Channeling what they feel instead of saying, don't feel that way or that's wrong. Those are the things that I see over and over and over again as adults where people say, we weren't allowed in my house or my father never, it was never acceptable to talk about feelings or emotions. Mm -hmm. In fact, I might've mentioned this on the podcast before. I had watched a really fascinating documentary about the prison system and in particular juveniles, juvenile detention centers. And my big takeaway after watching that was most of it could be drawn back to a genesis of not being allowed to feel what they feel. Mm -hmm. They were not allowed to process human emotion and in turn acted out, used behavior. So for instance, if you feel a shit ton of anger and it's stifled and you're not allowed and that's wrong, of course you're going to go be a delinquent. You're going to go key a car or some shit. Yeah. It has to come out somehow. It's energy period. It is not something we can control, but we can work with it and we can teach children a healthy way to process it. So that second point is allowing them to foster all different types of emotion, even uncomfortable ones. And I would highly encourage you to not call them bad or good, but call them comfortable or uncomfortable. That's another way to kind of start putting some names around how we feel and then really start teaching them the difference between the emotion, which is it's always okay to feel what you feel, but you are always responsible for what you do with it. And then give them examples. So for instance, if we're talking about it in the Lego term, the cousin steals some of your Legos or breaks apart a fire station that he, you know, your son had just made. And, you know, your son is just furious and pissed. Knowing like, hey, remember when your cousin Colin stole, you know, broke apart your fire engine that you made out of Legos? It's totally okay that you were angry. It is absolutely okay with, that you were mad. Sure. But if you were to go and slap Colin, even though that's what you feel you want to do, it doesn't mean that that action is right. And so just start teaching them the rights and wrongs of actions versus emotions. Mm, interesting. That's pretty cool. Emotion, emotions are not right or wrong. Behaviors are right or wrong. And that's something that you can start fostering right now in a very easy way. So we talked about this briefly just a second ago, but my third point is, again, to use those metaphors, analogies, examples in terms they can understand. 
even sharing things like what's going on with you, you can put it, you can say, I have a coach, just like your soccer coach, just like your t-ball coach. I have a coach who helps me like myself a lot more. And you, so you can even use parallels like that, even if you're explaining that the coach is, you don't even have to say it's a podcast or whatever, it's a book or class, you don't have to explain all that, but you can basically explain, I have a coach just like your soccer coach, or I I have a teacher who's just like, you know, Mrs. Jones, just like Mrs. Jones, you know how she teaches you math? Well, I have a teacher who teaches me how to love my life or how to be really happy. And so you start speaking in their terminology so that they can grasp it a little bit better. It fits into the context of their life, their world. Exactly. Mm. Use their past experiences too. Like for instance, when you got to go and see your friend who you moved away from, what did that make you feel like? What did you feel inside? Was do you think it was excitement? Do you think that it was thrilling? Start fostering these names around this. Now, something that my dad did with me that I think has been perhaps one of the most pivotal reasons why I have so much emotional intelligence and intensity really and an understanding around my emotional self is he would do this little game with me. And I don't even think it was very intentional, to be honest. But he would have me do these various expressions. And I shit you not, I was probably two, two or three years old, very, very young. And he would start saying, show me excited. And then I would like do an excited expression on my face. And then he would say, show me scared. And I'd be, you know, hiding. Show me happy, big old smile. Show me sad. And I started learning what it was like to feel emotions. Oh, that's cool. Paired with not making me wrong for actually expressing them later on in life, I got a very, very different message around emotions. So it started at that in, at infancy, right. learning about what emotions were. And then as I became an extremely emotional child – they didn't ever tell me, don't feel what you feel. Even though a lot of my childhood-related issues happen to be related more towards religion and dogma, as far as expressing myself and speaking up for myself, that was always very, very fostered from my family, from both my parents. The messages that you send to your children around emotions perhaps are the most important by far. And also what you embody. I think that it is, it's one thing to lose your shit in front of your kids. I think that's one thing, but I don't think it's awful for them to see you cry. I don't think it's awful for them to see you have a hard time and actually tell them that mom's having a really rough go right now or telling them the emotion that you're feeling, telling like, well, daddy just has a kind of a heavy heart. Do you know what that means? It kind of is another way to say sad. I've been feeling a little sad. And you don't have to take responsibility for that. I'm going to be okay. However you want to express it so they don't take it on. But just saying, it's okay that I feel this and I'm going to, emotions are fleeting. That means they change. 
all the time. This isn't going to stay here forever. It's about what you teach them, you guys. It's That's it. For sure. All right. Number four, this was another lesson that I learned very acutely from my father. And this is when you do lose your shit on them because they're tapping something incessantly or they're asking for something over and over and over again. And you lose it and you explode and you're less than a stellar version of yourself. Clean it up. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah, your dad was good at that for sure. When my dad would spank me, so I grew up being spanked probably until I was, I don't know, 10 or so. They would, well, my mom was very different, but my dad, if he disciplined us out of anger instead of out of love because he was, you know, worked up or pissed or frustrated with us, as all parents are, everybody's going to have that. He would come to us later after he had cooled down. Early, you guys, like four or five years old, he would come to us later, all three of us, both my brothers and myself, and say, I disciplined you tonight out of anger instead of out of love. And that's not right. What you did was not okay. It's not okay for you to hit your brother. It's not okay for you to whatever it was. But I should have disciplined you more lovingly not out of anger. Will you forgive me? Wow. That it's still, it like gives me like chills just to even recant that because it was an incredible lesson. I learned early. You clean up your shit. Yeah. You clean up your shit. If you handle yourself in a way in which you are not proud, you do not have to clean up the content necessarily. You don't have to change your stance on the matter, but you do need to clean up how you conveyed that content, how you behaved, how you showed up. And that has really permeated my entire adulthood. I remember having a conversation with my mom about that where I really lost my shit on her and it was unacceptable. And when I went to go clean it up, I said, I still feel very much the same way about those things that we discussed. However, the way I said that to you was unacceptable and you don't deserve to be spoken to in that way. People really appreciate when you do that. I, I did as a kid, you know, as a kid, I would, I, you know, I would kind of get like, dad, it's okay. It's all right. Whatever, you know? And I was a little uncomfortable with it. But I really do think that was a massive lesson. And it starts teaching them how to apologize when they've actually made a mistake, when they've done something unbefitting of them, and ask for forgiveness. And my dad would do that where we actually said, yes, dad, I forgive you. And we were given that opportunity. That's also a massive lesson in vulnerability. Yeah. Talk about fostering intimacy in your adult relationships. That has everything to do with your vulnerability. It's these little steps that you can take now. Now. It's just a little bit of consciousness and some action, and that's it. Number five, watch your example, specifically what you choose to tolerate. I really want you to start asking yourself this question. What are my actions saying? Because if you tell, let's say 
you have a daughter and you tell your daughter, you can do anything you set your mind to and you can accomplish anything and you're super valuable and you're worthy and you're amazing. But then you talk shit about your body in front of her or you say, your your grandma always makes me feel so bad. I feel so guilty if I say no to her. So I'm going to just, if you tell her how you self-sabotage or the ways in which you speak negatively about yourself and then you're trying to tell her to be positive about her own body, you're sending such a confusing message. And mm. children will pick up far more on your behavior and actions and what you tolerate than what you tell them. Absolutely. If So mind your example. Are you behaving, acting, tolerating things that you would never want them to tolerate? And are you sharing that? Is it open? Is it something that they can very clearly witness? Asking yourself, what are my actions teaching my child? Period. Mm -hmm. How you speak about people on television? That's another one. You start learning the relationships, like what women think about other women. If you start bad-talking women on television slut shaming or whatever else it may be. Sure. Watch your behavior. Your yeah. children certainly are. Oh yeah. Number 6. This is one of my absolute favorites and this is to start a daily self-help habit. You can start with just one and add more as you go. I'm going to put a link in the show notes page of a little girl doing affirmations in the mirror. It is one of oh, my absolute so favorite things. I showed it to Mr. Smith last night and it's amazing. She's like, I love my mom. I love my life. I love my crayons. I love, I mean, just love my house. I love my house. Just <laughs> being so thankful and grateful, right? So I'll give you that as one example. There's a ton all over YouTube where you can Google it if you want different ideas. You can even do things where you start saying, Tell me what the best point of your day today and why, or what made you happy today. Or what do you want to celebrate today? What are you thankful for? What are you excited about? Maybe before when you eat breakfast, everybody has to say, what are you excited about for today? Or at the end of your day, do some sort of debrief. You know, when you go to bed at night and they close their close their eyes or whatever, what do they want to say? What are they grateful for? What are they thankful for? You can do mirror affirmations. That's one of the things that if you work with me one-on-one or also in my big program called The Tribe, which will be coming up in July, actually, we do a whole series on mirror work. And it's looking in the mirror and saying kind shit to yourself. And it's, you know, kind of formulaic in the program. But you can start doing this with kids, looking in the mirror and saying, I want you to say three nice things about that little girl or that little boy that you see in the mirror. Yeah. One of the things that my parents did a lot, too, is they – they gave me a, and my brothers a lot of praise and positive affirmation when we when we behaved in a way that was a really positive character trait. My parents never praised me for my physicality at all. And uh, that also had a little bit of a, a backfire. Backfire, yeah. We all have our shit, right? But they did teach me about what was really important. So anytime I was really generous, they would say, that was a really generous thing for you to do, or that was selfless. Do you know what that means? 
they would really try to give me positive reinforcement for the things that were character traits or behavioral things that were my choice that I wasn't forced to do. That's another little thing. And and I do think it's nice for for little girls to feel beautiful and things like that. Sure. But being the princess and being gorgeous and beautiful and the most the best and the most talented, that doesn't really help you in the real world. <laughs> that doesn't really help you. Yeah. True. So start a daily self-help habit with them. Whatever it is, even just a basic question, even some of the stuff we talked about with emotions, anything around a habit that can become a staple day in and day out. And then finally, number seven, start sharing what you're learning. I talked about that a little bit just a second ago when I was giving the example of a father or mother who had a really rough day. Or if if you've lost a parent, they've lost a grandparent, and you need to talk about death perhaps crying and saying, it's okay for me to be sad because I really miss your grandma and I'm I'm just having a hard time, but I'm learning that it's okay to feel how I feel the same way I teach you that it's okay for you to get sad sometimes or the same way it's awesome to get happy sometimes when you score that winning, you know, I don't know. What do you score when you fucking goal? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really a sports person. Wow. When you score that winning goal, you know how that feeling, you just feel so excited. So teaching them like all those different things and then sharing what's happening for you and also what you're learning. So maybe you say, I've, I've actually been learning about how to deal with when somebody dies, when somebody passes on and here's what I'm learning. It's okay for me to be sad. Something like that, right? Or maybe you share with them that you're starting to learn how to deal with fear. And then you can tell them, you know how sometimes when you go over to the neighbor's house and you see their huge dog, you get really that scared feeling and you want to run away. Mommy sometimes gets that for things like whatever, fill in the blank. When I have a really big project at work, sometimes I get that feeling. And that's just a part of my body and I'm learning how to acknowledge it, but then still behave bravely, behave with courage. So you can share your own personal lessons in that anecdotal way that they might understand a little bit better. They, they might grasp like, oh yeah, I know what that's like to be scared of that dog, you know? Yeah. And then if you say, can you imagine if you were able to find a way to be so brave that you didn't even have that feeling of fear anymore and you just were able to go right up to that dog and pet it and then you could come in and have an ice cream and like nothing happened, wouldn't that be amazing? How do you think you would feel? Brave, courageous, <laughs> powerful, like <laughs> like an X-Men or whatever character they like. I love your like. child <laughs> imitation, <laughs> impression. That's great. It's just conversations. That's it. Yeah. It's conversations and it's likely conversations about shit that was really uncomfortable for you growing up. Well, I think a lot of people don't even know how to talk about it. Right. Like this is a great podcast because it does kind of put some context around some angles you can take to approach it. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm hoping that this was really hugely helpful for all of you guys. And I, would I don't see l- how it wouldn't be. I would love to hear from you guys. <laughs> and now we have an excellent place for us to chat and converse. Oh, where would it be? If you just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, you'll be redirected to your brand new favorite Facebook group 
where we can talk all about it and and share what came up for you or if there are some other things that you've implemented or friends of yours or your parents or whatever that were really advantageous, I'd love to hear that as well. And of course, the would you rather. Of course. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to throw in? I don't think so. Like I was just listening, drinking it in. Great pretty, podcast. Pretty cool. I appreciate you guys really listening. And I I get a little nervous sometimes because I'm I'm not a parent, right? But I have worked with so many people to dismantle what happened to them as kids. That That's kind I, of what I'm – when you told me the topic, I'm like, well, you talk to them like you would – Another person. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. They're just little people. They're just little people. Exactly. You just use slightly different language right. and analogies. That's it. Okay. And we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. Mm.